Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Boy Confessions. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke, and I am blessed and highly favored, and I know you are too. Um, thank you once again. Um, I'm feeling really good. I've been feeling much better. Um, you know, we've all been in this whole quarantine thing. I'm feeling really bored a lot of the times, um, but my spirits are up, and I hope yours are too. Um, today, I kind of want to get straight into it just because I feel like there's not a lot that I need to say, um, but it's just what I have to say I feel like is really important. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get straight into it. Before I, before I do that, uh, I wanted to just say a quick shout out to, I have two shout outs. First one is Kendra Smith. Um, if you guys listened to her episode from last week, um on like the roles of women and like how the roles are different from your purpose if you haven't listened to that already please listen to that even if you're a man i feel like it's really beneficial just because like basically what she was talking about was how like yeah you have your roles in society of like your responsibilities to your friends your family the people you love and everything but you also have your purpose and sometimes those things can be different and we have to understand that all of us individually have those the purpose that god has given to us and we ought to take both things very seriously it was really great how she worded it um if you haven't checked that out please go check that out the second shout out i have is to a young woman by the name of stephanie stephanie um follows unassociated um on instagram and she hit me personally and pretty much gave me delivered to me this message that i'm going to talk about today um, she said this is what God gave her and she wanted me to talk about it. And, you know, I completely accepted it because um, I got, everybody got to be obedient. Um, so the thing I want to talk about today, it may sound redundant, but there's a reason why it needs to be redundant is because it's something that we all need to understand and really grasp is faith. Before you think that you got that covered and you got enough faith and you're all good, I, I assure you that you can never have too much faith. I assure you that you can never learn about faith too much. And I assure you that even though I've probably been talking about this for the past three weeks or whatever, understand this. It's a lot of us who, you know, maybe we're feeling good. We watched our live church session this morning or whatever it might be, or uh, Sunday morning, whatever it might be. We, we follow the commandments. Um, we, we go to church when we can. Um, maybe we go to Bible club at school or maybe do none of the things, whatever it might be. I think that, like I said last week, this time, this crisis revealed to a lot of us how much faith we actually have. Whereas when everything went away that we did not expect it to go, a lot of us started scrambling. A lot of us started to feel sorrowful. A lot, a lot of us started to feel like God left and he wasn't there and he wasn't with us anymore. Um, I think that God exposed us with this or this trial exposed us. Um, and because of that, I feel like the main thing that us believers need to do is buckle down on our faith and focus on growing that. So maybe that's your assignment, this quarantine, to work on your faith. Because I don't think the problem is that Jesus isn't with us. That God isn't with us, that God has left us and he's forsaken us. Hold on, let me turn this brightness down on this laptop. I don't think the problem is that God has left us or forsaken us or that he doesn't care about us no more, whatever it might be. I think it's not even that he's not talking. I think it's that when he talks, 
when he's with us, we just don't believe him. And it may sound crazy because you're like, no, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. Or, you know, I do think God is real. I think there's some type of being. I think the universe, all that different stuff. Yeah, you're thinking all these things. You think it. You think it. You think it. Sometimes you set aside time to actually do things in accordance with those thoughts. But do you actually believe? We're talking about faith. Believing and knowing something that you cannot see, that there's no evidence for. Faith is so essential because I wrote these things down. You need faith to believe in God, that he exists. You need faith to believe in who you are because he's the one that gave you your identity. You need faith to believe in your purpose and that you have purpose and and that you can um, accomplish your purpose. You need faith to receive all the promises that God has over your life. All of these things are accessed with faith. That's literally everything important in this lifetime. You need faith for it. So why not exercise this faith and commit as much time as possible to making sure that our faith is growing exponentially? So we're going to go straight to the um, Bible reading. I told you guys we're going straight to it today. This is at Matthew chapter. I'm sorry. Yeah, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, starting at verse 27. It's only two verses or three verses that I'm reading. Um, and this is when Jesus is in Capernaum um, and he's healing all these different people. But there's a lot more to it. So um, starting at verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith saith unto him, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, or yeah, Lord. Then touched he, Jesus, touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. May God bless hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And then he healed them. According to your faith, be it unto you. Stephanie, thank you so much for giving me this message. Um, thank you for being obedient. Thank you for um, when God told you to give it to me, you gave it to me. Um, because people need to hear this. People really need to hear I needed to hear this myself. It's going to be quick, straight to the point. I'm just going to tell you guys what's up. If Jesus were to tell you, according to your faith, be it unto you. Do you think that you'd get those things that God has promised you? And be honest with yourself. This is a question that you have to ask yourself and you can't be fake with it. If Jesus told you, according to your faith, be it unto you, what would you have? What would you receive? You know, and if you're not satisfied with that answer, I charge you to listen to the rest of what I have to say. Do we actually believe in the word of God? Do we actually believe God when he tells us things? 
A lot of us say we don't know this, we don't know that, we don't know who we are, we don't know our passion, we don't know our purpose, all that different stuff. But has God actually not told you those things? Or is it that you just don't believe in those things? You don't believe that you're capable, you don't believe you are who you are. Uh, maybe God is telling you, hey, you don't have to be scared of this corona stuff, but you don't believe that because every time you turn on the TV, it's saying this many thousand people died in a day. Do you actually believe the word of God? Do you believe when God tells you something? Because, I mean, you know, I think it's really funny whenever there's like a big tragedy in um, the world and, and everybody says pray, whether they believe in God or not, whether whether they're, it's a secular news station or not. I'd be watching CNN and they, they say uh, pray for this place, pray for Paris, pray for all these different places. And it's just like, it's just funny to me because a lot of people like, I don't know, these people... A lot of people don't believe in God, but like everybody says pray. But I'm even thinking about in this in the sense where we actually believe in God. Like, do understand that I'm gonna say this and please don't be offended. Your prayers mean nothing if you don't have faith. They mean nothing if you don't have faith. A lot of us we pray because it's the right thing to do. We're getting told to everywhere we turn, pray. It's it's supposed to be like a like a Oh, it's like a like a moment of silence type of thing. Like moment of silences don't really do anything, but it's like a respect type of thing. It's courtesy or it's like not courtesy, but like it's a, you know what I'm saying? You're paying homage to something or, or you're remembering something, whatever it might. It's tradition when we pray. Oh, God, please bless them. Please keep them and protect them and be with them. Amen. A lot of them even say in Jesus' name, just say Amen. <laughs> When Jesus is the actual power in that, like, you know, in that entire thing, that's the power. That's where power comes from. We pray, but we don't have faith. It's like, and I was going to like paint this analogy later, but now I'm all over the place. The way I see faith is that, you know, God is in the spiritual realm where he has all these blessings and promises for us and all these things that he wants to do in our lives. And we need that to manifest into the physical realm that we're living in today. Right. But that needs to pass through some type of gateway. And that gateway, I'd like to think of it as an analogy for our faith. But the thing is, we are the ones that have to manage that gateway. God left that in our as our responsibility. We are the ones that have to make sure that it's open, make sure that it's ready, make sure that it can transfer all of God's blessings to the physical realm. But a lot of our gateways are closed. We have we do a terrible job of maintenance. We do a terrible job of keeping them open, and then we like to blame God and ask where is God? When we're not receiving things in the physical realm, it's because we closed our gateway. We have to open it up. How do you open it up? It's your faith. You have to exercise your faith, ladies and gentlemen. I like to look at uh, Hebrews chapter six, where it says, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is believe that God is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek them, seek him. Believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Notice that like, you know, Jesus didn't say according to how many times you talk to me, according to how many times you go to church, according to how hard that you work, be it unto you. No, no, no. According to your faith. 
God just wants you to believe that you can do it, that he can do it. He wants you to trust him that it will be done. And here's the thing. I I do want to backpedal and and, uh, help you understand that I need this message too. I was one of those people who definitely was running with their heads spinning when we got all the news about everything that was getting canceled in coronavirus. I was supposed to be in New Orleans right now, literally right now. And it's funny because now they have like the most cases in the United States, Louisiana, you know, look at God. But it's like at the time, I'm just, my head is spinning. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? I need this too. It showed me how my weak spots. You can pray all you want. You can talk to God all you want. But if you don't believe that he can do the things that you're asking him to do, your gateway is closed and he's not going to force it open. He's not going to bombard you. I think that it's not enough. I mean, according to Hebrews chapter six, it's not enough for you to come to God. It's not enough for you to talk to him. You have to believe that he is, and you have to believe that he is a reward of those who diligently seek them, seek him. You have to believe that he is God and that he can and will do it. That's what it's about. So then you may ask yourself, how exactly, I mean, we talk about, okay, I need to have faith. I need to have faith. I need to exercise my faith. It's very important. Well, how do I do that, Emmanuel? I mean, you're talking about all this faith, but what are the practical steps that I do to that? I can't even go to church right now because every church is closed, right? Or almost every church is closed. Um, what do I do? Well, it's it's great because I believe that the Bible is that book that has all the answers. And let's go to the Bible to see if it has the answer. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Faith cometh from hearing and hearing of the word of God. That is your practical step to getting more faith. It comes from hearing. And what are you hearing? The word of God. And it's funny because when we talk about fear being like the opposite of faith, fear also comes from hearing. And that's basically hearing everything, every word from Satan, every word from the enemy, every word from opposition. That's where fear comes from. But faith comes from hearing the father, hearing his words and what he has to say. If only there was a book, you know what I'm saying, of like, all the word of God. Maybe maybe they should call it the word of God. I don't know. Like, maybe, Hopefully, one day they should make a book where they just have all these different accounts of Jesus Christ and all these different accounts of what God did with the children of Israel. Thank God that book actually exists. It's called the Bible. It's here. It's right here. If you're gonna, if you want to take the next step in actually exercising your faith, it starts with this book right here in front of me. That's where it starts. There's no shortcuts around it. You can try to go to church and, oh, I read, you know, the responsive reading, or I, I read along um, with the pastor in church, so that was my Bible reading for the week or for the month. Or, oh, um, you know, I read a verse on my verse a day Bible app. I'm sorry. That's not enough, dude. Because this is this, this is um, how I like to paint it. 
The word of God is powerful for us to read and it gives us a lot of faith because when we read the word of God, even if you're reading a chapter that's not talking about inspiration for your life, you're familiarizing yourself with God's character. You're familiarizing yourself with who he is and what he's about, what he's done. Understand that in your life, think about in your life, if a stranger on the street were to say, Tomorrow, I'm going to give you $100 or promise you anything. You're not likely to believe that stranger and do what that stranger says. Why? Because you're not familiar with that stranger. You don't know that stranger's character. You don't know what that stranger's about. That stranger could tell you anything. Could have told anybody anything. Who's going to say that that stranger is going to do what he said he's going to do? And give to you whatever he promised you. But if it was a loved one. Think of the person that you love most in the entire world. Or the person that loves you the most in this entire world. Would it tell you. Tomorrow I'm going to do something for you. I'm I'm promising you that this is going to happen. You're more likely to believe that person than you are the stranger. Correct? Because you familiarize yourself with that person's character. You familiarize yourself with the love that that person has for you. You familiarize yourself with that person's voice. That's the same thing we're doing when we're reading the word of God. We're familiarizing familiarizing ourselves with who God is. And it becomes easier to believe the people that you know when they promise you anything. Ladies and gentlemen, um, let's make the effort. There's really no excuse at this point. You're in your house all day. And let, let's do this. I'll give you a practical thing that I do. Something that I do. Um, so for those people, maybe you don't know where to read. Like you don't know where to read in the Bible, right? Like, th- And I, I will tell you, you got to be careful when you're reading the Bible because one, you have to read it with faith. If you're trying to read it as literary merit, then don't even try. Um, also, the Bible... I, a lot of people, including myself and my dad and everybody, we do not recommend that people just start reading cover to cover like it's a regular book, like it's the book of Genesis. No, there's a, the Bible is more than just a fairy tale or some type of fictional book. It's not just front back to back or cover to cover. No, it's, it's different accounts. So there's different ways that you can read the Bible to make things make more sense. The way I like to do it or I recommend people doing it is in two ways. One way is for you to start in the Gospels. My dad always re- uh, recommends starting at the book of John, reading the book of John um, and all the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John are all the Gospels, which means they're accounts of Jesus Christ, his life um, and him dying for our sins. Um, and then also like there's different books that have like that everybody just, you know, has deemed this is the book for this, this is the book for that. Like faith, a really good book to read on faith is Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. Um, you know, I, if you know about David and Goliath and, you know, you, maybe you want to read about more confidence and how to be a real great servant to God, you can talk, read about the life of David and that's in first and second Samuel or really second Samuel, both actually. Um, and it's just all these different places, but another really good tool is Google. You know what I'm saying? If you're feeling a certain way and you want to be, um, inspired or more knowledgeable in a certain topic, you can Google those certain topics and it'll, Google will tell you or whatever article, whatever will tell you and recommend you versus to read on the topics that you're Googling. That's a real thing. What you can do is you can read those verses. Then you can read those chapters. So you can read those verses in context and take notes and 
if you, you know, one day you get to a point where like where I'm at mostly is where like I have a Bible full of all these highlights and underlining. So then it'd be sometimes I'm just flipping through the Bible or I start to memorize different places in the Bible that are going to help me. So I just go straight to there um, or like you're at church and the pastor's talking about a certain verse. And it's like you can read that same verse that the pastor was reading to yourself every day, maybe a lot, 10 to 30 minutes in the, every morning, 10 to 30 minutes before you go to bed at night. These are practical steps that you can do. These are things that I've done. And it's, it's helped me. I've done this like this is how my parents raised me. And maybe this is a habit that you need to start. And don't be ashamed because it's a lot of us that start, you know, reading the Bible and then we all fall off and then we feel bad because we're always falling off. So we feel like we should never start again. That's a lie from Satan. He doesn't want you to read the Bible. So whatever thing that he could tell you that's actually keeping you from reading the Bible, don't believe it. Always continue to get up. Always continue to try. That's what makes you like that's what keeps you in the race. You know what I'm saying? Not how many times you fell, but how many times you get back up. So that was a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, faith is very important. It is the foundation of every, every way that we receive from God. Um, it's the foundation of our relationship with God. Um, and we need it in order to operate. We need it in order to have this relationship, in order to know God, um, in order to get more faith. And that means that we need to, hey, we got to read this word, man. It's very practical. It's very practical. So with that being said, let's move into confessions. I thought this episode was going to be quicker. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this episode. Thank you so much for the people who are listening, Father. Um, help us to have faith, God. The faith that can move mountains help us to understand that it's so important, God. And now we, now that we understand that, Father God, I confess, Lord, into these people, Lord, um, that their faith be strengthened because they're going to take the proper steps to 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 really get to know you, to read your word, to be very practical about this stuff, God, to read your word, God, help them to find the verses that's going to bless them, help them, Father God, to read the books that are going to be right there, just going to speak to their soul, Father God, help them to use this time that you've given us and use it wisely, Father God, the flesh is going to come, the sleepiness, the lust, wanting to do anything but read your word, wanting to do anything but be in your midst, Father God, but help us to respond, not react, to do things even when we don't want to do things because we know that it's the best choice, Father God. Be with us in this week, Lord Jesus, um, and let's be, let's win. We've already won. Help us to just walk like it, talk like it, and work like it. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, go out and have a wonderful week. Stay in your, I guess, stay in your house and have a wonderful week. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, stay positive, man. Stay encouraged. We're going to get through this. Have faith. God is talking to you. Just believe him when he says something to you. See y'all next week. Love y'all.